Thank you, Jesus. I've, I've been thinking about a, a song that kind of goes with the thought that I'm going to bring tonight. It's been a long time since I heard this. I did try to work it out a little bit and see if you remember this. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. So the rush for the doors didn't start till it grew dark. Don't wait till the judgment to give the Lord your heart. Cause it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Everybody's wondering what's up ahead. Storm clouds are gathering just like the Bible says. We have a shelter that never will fail. The old ship of Zion is about to sail. But it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. So the rush for the doors didn't start till it grew dark. Don't wait till the judgment the Lord your heart cause it was raining when Noah built the ark from a babe in the manger to the cross on a hill Jesus made the journey God's plan to fulfill and love he's done what he said he would do so the next move is up to me and you it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. So the rush for the door didn't start till it grew dark. Don't wait till the judgment to give the Lord your heart. Cause it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. So the rush for the doors didn't start to live through dark. Don't wait till the judgment to give the Lord your heart. Wasn't raining when no building yards. Thank you, Lord. How many knows that's the truth? Thank you, Jesus. I can just, I can just see the people coming by once in a while and looking at that spectacle of a man building that boat out in the middle of dry ground and thinking how ridiculous he was. And I can just imagine the fun that was made of him and the stand of faith that he had to make. Because it wasn't raining. You know, people get in a hurry about fixing that leaky roof when it's raining, don't they? But when it clears back up, then they're ready to go to the lake and go fishing. Like it ain't ever going to rain again. Got through that one, so now I don't have to worry about it no more. Amen. Turn with me tonight for a few minutes to Genesis chapter 5. I'm gonna, We're going to hit on a few facts of tonight from the scriptures about the ark and this is interesting to me i hope it's interesting to you genesis 5 and 25 says this and methuselah lived 187 years and begat lamech 
And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 782 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 960 and nine years, and he died. And Lamech lived 182 years and begat a son, and he called his name Noah. This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah 590 and five years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were 770 and seven years and he died. And Noah was 500 years old and Noah begat Shem and Ham and Japheth. Saviors, we look to you tonight. God, we appreciate you. We thank you for letting us know in advance what's going to happen on this world. We thank you for the examples that your word provides. Help us tonight as we look into your word to take notice, God, and pay attention to the lessons that will be taught. We appreciate you and ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. How, how many knows Methuselah is supposed to be the oldest man that ever lived? 969 years old. What's interesting about this situation here, though, is he was Noah's grandpa. And if you do the math on this, you find out that Lamech, Noah's dad, died five years before the flood. But Methuselah didn't die for five more years. And I, to me, it's an indicator that he probably died in the flood. Now, here's, here's something interesting about that. Since there was eight souls that were saved from the flood. What kind of situation do you think that was between Methuselah and Noah? What, is, what does older generation usually do when they don't agree with the, new, the younger generation? I'm just afraid he was probably kind of a protagonist against him, don't what don't you? I, I can't you just see old grandpa Methuselah sitting there and and talking to Noah and say, What's the matter with you, man? There ain't no water around here nowhere. Why are you building this boat? He said, Well, Grandpa, the Lord told me it's gonna rain. He said, Well, I believe that when I see it. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of older people that had that kind of an attitude. You know, they they set in their ways. They, they, they don't give the younger generation credit for nothing a lot of times. Isn't that right? Yep. I could just see old Methuselah being that way. Maybe that's just imagination. But, but, but I, you know, I've just seen that so much in my life, it makes me wonder if that wasn't the case. But you know what? We live in a world that's that way today, don't we? I believe it when I see it. They've been talking about that and talking about that. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. Well, everybody says he's going to come back and they all die and he don't come back. You know, this, this story of Noah has so many parallels to the Christian life. It's amazing. I'm just going to touch on a few of them tonight, Lord willing. But this is the first thing I want to hit is as you know, it ain't always going to be people patting you on the back when you when you make this start for the Lord. There's going to be some people that, that poke you in the ribs and make fun of you. There's going to be some people that, 
that want to try to draw you back to what you was before. There's going to be some people that don't have no faith in what you've got faith in. They don't understand why you put all your uh, effort into living for the Lord. How many know some of them may not get to go on the boat? This story of Noah and the ark is just such a perfect example of salvation. You know, he's going to come back some of these days. And he's, he's going to take a people out of a people. And he's going to leave a people standing on the ground. Well, I believe with all my heart that when that rain started, there was a people standing on the ground that was trying to get in that boat. There was. Somebody realized after the rain started, the Bible said that the fountains of the deep were broke up. So it wasn't just the water from above. It was water from beneath that was coming up out of the ground. The rivers was overflowing. The, the streams was overflowing. The springs were coming up out of the ground. The, the water was coming up from the deep and the water was falling down from above and the water began to rise and somebody looked up and said, hey, God really did tell Noah to build that boat. Hey, somebody, we better get up there. Let, let's, you know, that was people standing out there. The side of that boat was several cubits high. It seemed like it was 30 cubits. It's about 45 feet. And I can just imagine the women standing down there with their children saying, just take my baby. Just take my little boy. Don't worry about me. Just take them with you. But it was too late. And there's going to come a day, folks, that it's going to be too late to get in this, this boat. This salvation ship, this, this salvation, you know what? I, I'm made to believe that whoever would have went out there to help Noah, he would have welcomed their help. I believe he would have made provision for them however was needed. They could have helped him and they would have been another person on that ark. I believe that. Today it's open to whosoever will. Whoever wants to be saved can be saved. There's going to come a day just like he he told them to go into that boat one day. And the Bible says that he shut the door. Noah didn't shut the door. That's what we got to keep in mind. Even in the story of Noah and the ark, Noah didn't shut the door. God shut the door. And there's going to come a day that God shuts this door. And if you're in there, you can be saved, but if you're on the outside, no amount of beating on it, no begging and pleading is going to make any difference because the door is going to be shut by God. Now, here, here's some things I want to want to point out that I that I think was was kind of interesting about this. Amen. You know, it says in the, the seventh chapter in verse six, it says Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was on the earth. It said there in verse 32 of the 5th chapter that he was 500 years old when he begat those three boys. And that's the closest I can come to determining how long it took him to build that ark. 
about a hundred years. Because it, 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 I couldn't find where it said anything more than that right there. I was thinking, I, I was thinking that too. I, I couldn't find anything. I remember, I remember that myself, but I couldn't find anything that indicated that. But it, 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 there was a hundred years there at least that he worked on that ark. You know, I, I think about when it comes to working on my house. I don't. I have to make myself go work on anything to do with wood like that. I've got power tools. I got a table saw. You know, I just, I just ain't, I, I'm a mechanic. I'm not a carpenter. I can do it. I can figure it out. But I just, I lean toward working with wrenches and more than I do hammer and nails. And uh, I'm, I'm completely spoiled. When he started working, it was all by hand. It was all elbow grease. You know, he didn't just break a blade and run down to the hardware store and get a new one either. He, you know, they, they, everything he did was hard labor. Amen. From the cutting the trees to the milling the trees to everything was just all hard labor. And he spent a considerable amount of time, a lot more than a lifetime for most people, amen, to do this. You know what? This is a lifetime experience. How many knows that? When you start living for God, <clears throat> it'd be easy if you got saved and then went to heaven, wouldn't it, the next day? I mean, we wouldn't really want to die that young, but but it'd be easy to be a Christian then, wouldn't it? Just get saved and go right on to heaven. But uh, how many knows we got a we got things to do in this world, don't we? We have to we have to make a lifelong commitment to this. You know, there's probably days that Noah got up and he really didn't feel like messing with a boat today. There might have been periods of time that he didn't mess with it, but. But it ultimately, he had to come back to it because that's what his calling was. And he believed that God was going to destroy the world with that flood. Amen. And it drove him to finish what he started. Well, what about us today? You know, well, there's so many people today that make a start for God and then they don't finish. A little cold, a little indifferent. Other things come up. I'm sure there was things come up on Noah too. In a hundred years, I, I guarantee you there was sickness. There was people that died that he loved. There was things that knocked the wind out of his sails. There was probably times of hunger and, and famine and drought and everything else, just like they are today. But you know what? He kept on plugging. And one of the lessons about knowing in the ark is we got to keep on plugging. We've got to keep on pushing. I really doubt that God talked to him every day. You think Noah was close to God? God was pleased with Noah? He decided not to destroy all men because of Noah? But where does it say he come down for a hundred years and talked to him every day? There was days, who knows, maybe years, that Noah worked because of his own faith. Just did what he knew to do. He got up and just kept on doing it. We 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 turned church into something that's got to be you got to be entertained anymore in the house of God. Isn't that right? People today they want they uh, I love I love to hear somebody teach like Brother Dwight. It's funny. I love that man. I get I get a kick out of that. But how many knows this ain't always supposed to be about entertainment? 
Isn't that right? There's a lot of people that can sing good. That's all well and good too. But let me say this. The most important thing is that we're doing it for the right reason. Isn't that right? It's not, not to show off my talent. It's not to show off my abilities. Amen. It's because of the Lord. It's the work of the Lord. It's to, to try to help with the Lord's uh, uh, thing here. Amen. And how many know sometimes you have to just walk by faith? Not by sight. It ain't always going to be giggles and grins. I mean, he knows that. He spent a considerable amount of time building this ark. He had to build it to a certain set of dimensions. Had to build it out of a certain kind of wood. He had to use a certain process to seal it. God outlined all these things for him. I mean, those the Lord's told us how to get to heaven. What if Noah decided to cut corners while he was putting that pitch on that inside and outside of that boat? It might not have floated, huh? You know what? I got to looking on this. I, I don't know. I like to crunch numbers, I guess, but he drifted in that ark for five months. That'd be a pretty good test of a lot of sailors on the market today, I'm telling you. Five months that ark drifted in the waters while the flood was on the earth. But guess what? He wasn't over there. Even after he drifted for five months, the Bible said that the ark hung up in the mountains of Ararat. I mean, he didn't say it exactly that way, but that's what happened. He ended up in the mountains of Ararat over there. Probably just kind of hung up, you know, kind of uh, run aground there or something. They didn't get out then. It was still a long time. You know how long it was after that? It was seven more months before they come out even after that. They spent more time after they stopped moving in that ark than they did the whole time that they were adrift. You know, at least when you're moving, it seems like something's going on, don't it? Yeah. You got little kids and you go on a long trip. Every time you stop and go to the bathroom, it's, are we there yet? Every time you stop, well, let's get out. No, we're not there yet. You know what? The Lord told Noah when to go in the boat. Noah knew it was going to be him told him when to come out. You know what? They didn't come out until God told him to come out. They spent five months floating around wherever the waters took them. And they spent seven months after they got to where they was going and finally it got to the place that they could see the trees and they could see things and he started sending out the doves and the ravens and all that stuff but guess what? It was still wasn't time. It still wasn't time. I want you to know there's people today that ain't got the patience to wait. We're going to have to learn how to wait. He's going to come. You know, there's going to be people that give up their salvation just a little bit shy of the mark. That's something that, that troubles me when it comes time to make decisions on things. You know, there's a lot of decisions you have in your life that you think, well, man, I don't want to do this, but man, I know I need to do it. And then you make a decision and it ends up being one day short of what would have been the best thing you could have done. 
I don't want to make a decision like that. Do you? Noah sat in the ark until the Lord told him it was time to come out. He hung in there. I imagine Mrs. Noah was probably fit to be tied by the time it was over, don't you? Can you imagine living in an ark with a bunch of elephants and giraffes and stuff like that? The water began to decrease and after about six weeks he started sending things out. Seven months later, the Lord told him to come out. When it was all said and done, the Bible said that they entered the ark and the water started in the 600th year of Noah's life, the second month and the 17th day. But when they came out, it was the 601st year, the second month, and the 27th day. So they were in the ark for a year and 10 days. And the Lord told them to come out. I hope today that we're prepared to wait a little while, if that's what we have to do. I hope today that we don't do like so many people. You know, the Lord talked about the, the, the parable of the sower and the seed. He said some was put on, cast on the stony ground that it didn't have no depth. And then when it got dried, it died. Amen. It said some of it was cast out there and the birds came and gathered it up, you know. It said there was some seed that fell on good ground and it took root and it brought forth and, and provided uh, fruit. Amen. I hope today that what's sowed in our heart is sowed in for the duration. I hope it's not something we think we're going to just turn around real quick. Amen. And, and, and get done with. There's liable to be some time to wait in this thing. There's liable to be some times that we have to be patient. It took him a hundred years to build it. it. It took him a year to get there. And then when they come out, you know what the first thing he did? He didn't lose his faith in any of that. The first thing he did when he got out was built an altar. Are we determined to stick it out? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If we're not determined to stick it out, I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of people. The Bible said that they would, uh, there would be many people in, in the, the, the end days that whose heart was failing them for fear, the things coming on this world. I used to think maybe that was heart attacks. Maybe it is heart attacks. But there's a lot of people that when this stuff really starts unfolding, which I don't know how much more unfolding it's got to do. There's already so much of it unfolded right now that it ain't no surprise what's going on. I don't, I don't even really think there's much of a disguise for a lot of it anymore. Do you? Man, they're not even, they're not even trying to cover their tracks anymore when they, they're willing to... Uh, there's 11 states trying to sue, the, sue President Obama right now because of that little executive order that he made a few weeks ago about the transgender bathroom thing. He said they was going to pull the funding out of the public schools. 11 states are suing them now. 
And I got a feeling it ain't going to stop at 11 states. There's some states that just ain't got started yet. Amen. But that was blatant, wasn't it? There, there was no disguise about that. There was no, uh, they, they, they knew that people didn't want that. But it just didn't matter. We're living in a time now when, when the people, the powers that be, the, you know, he's talked about our, our war, warfare was going to be spiritual. Amen. Fighting against principalities and, and powers and, uh, in high places and powers of the darkness in high places. We're living there now. Amen. And, and if they're not even trying to cover their tracks anymore. They're going to do it right in front of us now. Are you prepared to wait it out? That's the only hope we got. Amen. Amen. There's going to come a time that he's going to pull us out of this old world. I, you know, something occurred to me as I was, as I was studying this. He said it's never even entered into the heart of a man the things that the Lord has prepared for him. All we're focused on is making it to heaven, isn't it? It's not even entered into the heart of a man. I, there, there could be all kinds of purposes that God has after this world's done away with. Who, who knows what, what we've got out there? Amen. And, and there's going to be so many people, the Bible said that there would be many called, but few chosen. They'll never even know what, what this was all about. And that's what's sad about it is, you know, uh, when, when this thing all shakes down, He's going to come away with a group of people that he can count on. That's what it's all about. He's going, to, he's going to come away with a group of people that are tried and true. One place he said they would be refined like a, a, like a, like a, a, a silver is refined seven times. That's, that's the kind of people that's going to go with the Lord for whatever else he's got in mind. Amen. There's thing, you know, Brother Dwight brought that out about the, the galaxies being more, more in count than the, sand, uh, the grains of sand in this, uh, by the sea in this world. Amen. This, this, this is a big creation. It's a big creation. Our God is a big God. Amen. This, this little thing here, this, this little old life here, it's such a small, insignificant thing. I know it's all we know. I know it's all that we're focused on. I know it's all we know how to think about. But, but uh, there's going to be so many that miss out on the greatest thing that there ever was because they got tired of waiting. They, their faith, you know, just like those virgins, their oil ran out in their lamps. The foolish virgins, virgins they didn't take enough oil with them. And they didn't get a go. Thank you, Lord. I hope today that we're prepared to do whatever it takes to make it. Amen. You know, it's, it's a good life. It's the best life I've ever known. But it, this is not even the purpose that we're created for yet. Not, not completely. We're just getting ready for that purpose. We're just, we're, we're in training. 
But a lot of us are not going to realize what's even happened till it's over. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.